0: so tell me why well i guess answer two questions for me why do men and women alike why are we so enamored why are we so ro- why are we so taken by the romanticized idea of a soulmate and why can't we really see the force through the trees and and wow. and understand that there's no such thing as a soulmate? you know it's it's funny because i've been i've been answering this question a lot lately um especially when it comes to the difference between uh monogamy and polyandry or polygamy i've been writing a couple of uh uh, actually wrote two essays based on uh, what i call the new polyandry right and you might say well what does that have to do with this well the thing is is like when you when, when there's different sexual made when there's different sexual strategies right if you're looking at like uh polygamy uh polyandry uh and monogamy okay right right when you you have to understand that the soulmate myth is integral to the mono, to monogamy as a sexual strategy a societal sexual strategy uh, i think it was jordan peterson who was saying something to the effect of it's, uh, he, he coined, maybe he didn't coin the term, but it's uh, enforced monogamy is what yes, he calls it. Yes, that's exactly and what he calls got, it. And of course he did that because he knew it was going to, it was going to stir the shit pot. And he was going to get a free, or a free show with Joe Rogan for doing something like that so he could clear things up. Right. But I did understand what he was talking about and I knew people were going to take that the wrong way. Uh, because it seems like he's advocating for some sort of enforcement of like the forcing forcing women to to marry men that they don't want to marry. Yes you know? um, Well, that's not what he was getting after it's like we ever since we have been in a, a post agrarian uh, Social or I mean, you know, we get into agrarianism we get into industrial revolution and all that kind of stuff when you go through like the different ages of sort of technology for for mankind those um Those shifts have always accompanied, uh, well, accompanying those shifts is um, how we go about marrying, how we go about reproducing. And for a very long time, it's been one man, one woman. And that has been uh, the standards ever since we stopped living in hunter gatherer tribes and we started living on farms and we started having, you know, staying in one place instead of being nomads and moving around all the time. Uh, And so, what happened along with that. So we we would go from, we've gone from polygamy, like say, Old Testament days, you know, like Abraham had Sarah and his other wife and and his concubines and everything. And nobody bats an eye at that, right? Because that was the tradition of that time. Well, our traditions of this time is one man and one woman. At least that's what it has been up until I would argue the sexual revolution that yes. things, things are definitely changing now. I mean, it's been about um, all, but little over 50 years since the sexual almost revolution. 60, almost 60 and it's, years. It's yeah. a radical, this is a radical shift, but that's, that's another point. But the, the thing is, is like when we move into a, into monogamy, as our standard and enforced monogamy socially enforced monogamy let's just let's just be clear here it's not i'm not suggesting like i mean there is enforced monogamy really i mean if you think about it like if you look in the caste system for india and um pre-arranged marriages and things like that that would be enforced monogamy but uh but socially enforced meaning that it is the socially acceptable normal thing to do is to find one woman Settle down with her, have kids, have, start a nuclear family, and uh, retire in Florida and live happily ever after. Okay, that's the, that's the monogamous, uh, that, that's what the advertising is, right? That's what you get on the brochure. Right, <laughs> and, exactly. And so along with monogamy comes a lot of uh, folklore. There has to be some, some way, we have to have stories to sell that sexual strategy. And one of those stories is, you know, the prince, prince charming and, and, uh, and, you know, saves the princess and they get married and they live happily ever after. The prince doesn't marry, you know, six girls and then has 12 more concubines and has his harem. And that's not the end of the story. That's not romantic, right? It has to be one man, one woman. The man is the dominant masculine. The woman is the submissive um, damsel. Okay. Uh, And so. As part of that, what we've seen, I think, really, the idea of a soulmate—the sort of the, the earliest inclinations of a soulmate—was really uh, created around the time. let's say like the Renaissance or like maybe medieval times, where, um, where, and this is in Western traditions. Obviously, there's other there's other um, other cultural narratives that actually hold up the same thing. Right. Uh, but what it is is uh, courtly love it's uh one man one woman a man has to qualify and prove his love to her and there is something magical and something spiritual to it um in even in a religious context um when women women used to be like this it used to be there was one guy it was only one he's the one and we, you can see uh you can see sort of variations of this folklore throughout our stories in like these periods of time that we romanticize about so if you look at like shakespeare for example shakespeare is very good examples shakespeare is fantastic because i i think that if you go back and i okay confession time uh you want to you want to know i i (laughs) used to do i used to do do shakespearean acting and i have actually played the lead role in macbeth Wow! Yeah, so you got so your you, head so chopped you off? Know that. Yeah, yeah, I did actually. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was a fantastic. Oh, of course, of course. Everybody fun, wants to be yeah. Macbeth. I so can get oh, their I head chopped off. Yeah. Well, you know that. <laughs> you know that. Uh, that that uh that play is cursed, right? Of course. And Macbeth <laughs> yes. is also yes. dark triad. He is very yes. Machiavellian. That's, I, I'm glad you said that. That's actually what I was getting was leading up to is uh, if you want to learn old school conventional masculinity and you want to learn uh where the um where we get these romanticized notions from, go back to Shakespeare oh, and yeah, look yeah, at some yeah. of this stuff because he will describe, yeah, like there's a dark triad kind of thing. Yep. Uh, he also does sort of the beauty and the beast narrative where it's like the woman tames the savage guy who could never be married and who's gonna be this bachelor, you know, committed bachelor for life. And because of her uniquely feminine qualities, she just tames him and turns him into, you know now he's gone from being this deplorable bachelor to being this dedicated husband Because of her and it's it's the same story that we hear in pretty much every romantic comedy There Um, you go, but but along with that comes what I call the soulmate myth and the soulmate myth is this is that there is one person for one person right you were Created in by God or the the gods or fate or whatever religious, you know thing you subscribe to uh to eventually find your perfect mate you are half a person yes. until so you find your soulmate you and complete then you're, me you're all you're complete me that's exactly where that <laughs> comes from and you know it's interesting because like when we talk about soulmates um today we think of them in terms of what we hear on oprah or yes. what we hear on um uh movies you know ro- romantic comedies is a great one but we whenever i hear uh, and I hate to say this because I, I think you since the sexual revolution and since we have uh, decided that we want to uh, treat our boys as if they're girls and raise them in a fem a pro feminine uh, feminine primary uh, social order to to make them believe that being more feminine is correct. Since we've done that, I've heard more and more men say i think she's the one or i thought i had a soulmate or i thought she was you know and that's and honestly this is where it gets dangerous okay because prior to the sexual revolution it was really only women who were interested in their soulmates who were only interested in one man for one woman and that again that goes along to sell the idea of a socially enforced monogamy and so we need those tales we need the we need the spirituality we need the magic thinking yes added to that in order to sell that that sociological sexual strategy which is monogamy now how well that actually works is is up for debate and i think um i think women and men find ways around monogamy we still you know we don't want to we don't want to pretend like we're we want to. you know we want to say we're um we're these alpha cads we don't want to you know we won't it's we should just be one man for one woman right of yeah. course of we'll course. still find ways around that and women will, will also find ways around that too that's why they have their plan b's and all that other shit so yes but the magic part the the storytelling part to that is always uh the soulmate it's always there's you there's only there's a half of you that's out there and she completes you or you complete her and then we get into the sexual revolution and we start feminizing our boys and one of the ways we do that is we teach them about the soulmate we we instill those feminine magical that feminine magical thinking in our boys and so now you get boys watching disney movies. i mean it's, it's oh disney God. is rife with this shit. um and so guys pick up on this and you know and now of course we have the internet so they're all comparing notes and we're all watching all this stuff and and i think even i i I would say that the soulmate myth is even more pronounced today than it was when i was around you know when i was a kid Yeah. Um. but but still i mean ever since the sexual revolution we have sort of inculcated the idea of a soulmate into boys and as well as women too i am not going to you know let women off well the hook of, course, here, but of course i think not, men yeah. are more focused on it right now because men have to be the initiators but they're still and then this will finish my point here is men in uh, since the sexual revolution since the this lost boys generation that we always talk about um they want to identify with the feminine they want to that's what they're taught they're taught that you know get in touch with your female side get Get in touch with your your yeah your your femininity you know you you have you know because they believe in this blank slate bullshit. okay they believe that men and women are blank slate equals or they're functional equals and so if that's true then men must also believe in a soulmate right and men must also identify with the feminine because society has taught them to be these horrible chauvinistic uh traditionally masculine men right because the yes. apa has told us that we're all we're all defective um so we take that and we we wrap that into the package as well so we have we want to you know we teach our boys to want to put women on a pedestal we teach them to want to uh Identify with the feminine because they believe that the more alike they are with women, the more they the more they are sensitive, the more they support them, the more they align themselves, the better allies they are, the more they um, the, the more alike that they can be with a woman. They believe that that is a sexual strategy for them. Interestingly enough, that, women are taught the same thing: the more mm-hmm. alike you are as a man, the more masculine yes, you are, yes, the more exactly. attractive you will be to men. Yeah, or yeah, or you should be. Or the problem that you're not is because men are too stupid, or they haven't—they've been taught by this horrible, nefarious society that makes them into these so, these chauvinists who can't appreciate you for being a. Alpha female. (laughs) Um, But we can talk about that one for a while. But what I was going to say is that so you've got these guys, these kids who grow up to be young men and who later grow up to be sort of beta providers who believe in this soulmate myth because they were taught that the more alike and the more they can identify with the feminine the better their chances will be to reproduce to have a family to do go. all the things that you need to be a good useful beta male tool uh when the time comes of course once women are done with the sandbergian hypergamy plan but <laughs> but so men believe in that and i that kind of gets us on to the second part that i wanted to talk about today which okay. is which is um wow, the damage that this is doing okay to guys and so If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, search Donovan Sharp on YouTube. For exclusive content, which includes my entire archive of over 800 episodes and over 2,200 exclusive posts, go to patreon.com slash Donovan Sharp. Links in description.